Wartime weddings were all the rage in a land where every single day threatened, quite emphatically, to be one's last. But the skies could rain stones for seven nights without ever hitting an available officiant. Most clerics were at the front lines, singing to Sardovian troops of Mahagir the Saberheart's courage and guiding the souls of dying soldiers to the eternal twilight of Adapa the Harvester's willow groves. By some rare stroke of good fortune, however, there was one cleric remaining in the mountain city of Frostplum, where Taliesin's regiment was stationed, and where her fellow helmsmen Keda and Sol had decided to pledge their troth. Not that it's any great mystery as to why they left this grandfather behind, Taliesin mused, watching from a dim corner of the thatched longhouse as the stooped, Elderly cleric in pale yellow robes struggled to lift a large pewter goblet over the crackling fire that was reflecting off his marble ball scalp. In reed thin and quavering tones, he meandered haphazardly through the closing words of the marriage rite, while the bride glared at him. Kada had a glare that could cut through metal glass. It was a miracle that the frail little man wasn't sliced into ribbons on the spot. He eventually managed to hold the smoke-warmed goblet to the groom's lips and then to Keda's, so that the couple could drink of the golden lychee wine consecrated to Thonba, goddess of home and hearth. From where she hung back at the edge of the crowd, Taliesin applauded along with the other soldiers when the cleric tremulously pronounced Keda and Sol bonded for life. Sol flashed a shy grin, one that Kada was quick to press her lips against, her ire at the bumbling officiant a thing of the past. The raucous cheers from their comrades echoed off the thick limestone walls. Think you might be next, helmsman? The jovial quip came from a point over Taliesin's shoulder, and she rolled her eyes. Nitwit. As Kada's closest friend, She'd been on the receiving end of similar wisecracks all evening, and it had left her feeling rather defensive. Why would that even be on my list of priorities? Her brain caught up to her tongue as she turned around, and she snapped to attention upon realizing who the jester was. Respectfully speaking, sir. At ease, said Darius, an amused smile lurking underneath his bushy beard. When Taliesin joined up five years ago, the coxswain's hair had been salt and pepper. Now, it was mostly just salt. He lowered his voice so as not to be overheard by the people around them. The Amaranth would like a word. Taliesin's gaze darted to where she'd spotted Edith Vela in the crowd earlier. The woman who held supreme command over the entirety of Sardovia's armed forces was now in the process of disappearing into a side room, accompanied by a portly officer sporting a black horseshoe mustache. General Biashima's back from Nenevar already? Just arrived, said Darius. As I understand it, the mission went belly up and he had to pull out. He and the Amaranth need to discuss a crucial matter with you, so go.